America's youngest generation of workers, Generation Z, haven't been able to catch a break. The demographic, which ranges from tweens to 25-year-olds, entered the workforce during the pandemic, and now they're facing rising costs due to inflation. Starting a career is tough, and with the added stress of navigating an uncertain economy, young people have had to make some trade-offs to keep their heads above water. Reporting for WBEZ, journalist Sandra Guy asked five Gen Zers about their money habits with the current state of the economy, and we'll be talking to some of them today because they'll be telling us intimate financial details. We're withholding their last names. Joining me now is Anna Lee, freelance digital content creator. Welcome to Reset, Anna Lee. Hi, thanks so much for having me today. And also with us is Ari, a recent college graduate. Hey, Ari. Hi, great to be with you. Well, thanks for to both of you for joining. Uh, first, let's learn a bit about each of you. Um, Ari, you've recently graduated with a bachelor's in economics and a master's in accounting from the University of Michigan. What are your career plans? Yeah, so right now I'm interning um, at a financial planning firm, so I'm actually getting some firsthand experiences to how inflation's infect, uh, affecting different people, but I'm also... Uh, in the fall, planning on um, starting a career in public accounting in the audit industry uh, downtown in Chicago. Wow. And, and so does that mean that um, you've already got something set up in the fall for um, a job? Yeah. Yeah. So I was, they were, rec- you know, for accounting firms are recruiting at universities back last fall. So I got my offer almost a year ago and have been waiting for that oh, opportunity to start. And I start next month. Congratulations. Um, Well, Anna Lee, you work um, at a part-time job and supplement your income with freelance work. Can you tell us more about the work you do? Yeah, absolutely. So part-time, I work as a social media assistant for a theater company in Chicago. And I absolutely love my job and and, I love my work here. Um, But because it is part-time, I do need to supplement my income somehow. So I also freelance as um, I do a, a lot of sorts of things. Um, sometimes I shoot weddings for uh, doing the videography. I edit a podcast. I run social media for another nonprofit. Um, I make videos for other nonprofits and small businesses. So a bunch of hodgepodge of things. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, doing freelance work can be tricky, especially when you don't get benefits from working. And, and I think you, you probably have to have the stomach for it, too. Uh, what steps are you taking to be financially secure? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so recently, I um, opened um, a new Roth IRA um, with Fidelity, um, just because my work doesn't offer those benefits to part-time employees. So setting myself up well for the future and retirement, thinking way ahead, and then also just trying to stick to a budget and knowing where my money goes. Well, very responsible. Uh, good on you for that. Um, and I don't know if either of you have seen the articles written about this, but uh, with the worker shortage and companies boosting recruitment, the job market is apparently good for people fresh out of college. Um, Hari, it seems that that has sort of been your experience, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there are opportunities out there. The one thing I will say is that, you know, because the effects of inflation, you really have to discount your expected income relative to what you were, you know, relative to what you were expecting to get. So, you know, you're given a salary and inflation's rising at, you know, 9% a year, um, something that, you know, 
salary that could provide a comfortable living wage at one point doesn't necessarily carry over. So, yeah, I mean, the job market might be strong, but in terms of, you know, the way that wages are keeping up with inflation, um, it can be difficult. Well, to that point, um, are you both feeling the effects of of inflation? Um, And I'll start with you, Ari. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, you know, the article talks a little about this, but, you know, I just graduated college and sort of had all these plans to travel and take advantage of, you know, after two years of lockdown, um, there's a lot of pent-up demand from myself and my entire generation. And, you know, that sort of pent-up demand has been a little bit, you know, we've, we've had to watch our spending is simple things like going out to bars or, you know, even taking road trips um, have become a lot more expensive than they were yeah. years ago. How about for you, Annalie? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm fortunate to, um, or unfortunate in some ways, but I don't have a car, so I don't feel those types of mm-hmm. expenses. Um, but I do, I definitely do feel it when I'm when I'm grocery shopping, and that's where a lot of my weekly expenses go, is to buying food for myself. And I definitely feel it at, at the grocery store, walking down the aisles, and I feel even things like eggs um, are definitely more expensive than what they were a few months ago. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, one point emphasized in the article is Gen Zers uh, practicality and um, that uh, your generation has been saving more, um, but can't spend as much money on on leisure, like travel, as you mentioned, Ari, or or even eating out, which kind of sounds sort of sad. But um, I I believe it was you, Annalie, you you actually had a nice little idea of how to kind of... um, um, you know, turn that around, right? Instead of uh, spending money to go eat out, you you had a different idea for that. Yeah, my friends and I, we really love cooking together. And so if we're getting together and hang out, we'll say, oh, you know, I have a few vegetables and someone else has a few other ingredients. What can we all make with this? And so oftentimes what we'll do when we do hang out is we'll do whatever we're doing, whether that's, you know, um, we like to play a lot of board games. So we do that or maybe we're just walking around town and then we'll come back to someone's apartment and make food together, which I really love the process of cooking. So that's really not an issue for me or any of my friends. And it's just a great time to spend time together. And it's sort of a shared grocery cost then? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. This is Reset. I'm Susie on in for Sasha and Simons. We're talking about how Gen Z is navigating this uncertain economy with three gen- or with two Gen Zers, Ari and Anna Lee. Um, now, Anna Lee, you you paid off a big chunk of your student loans already. Uh, some people put off repayment for as long as possible. Why was it important to you to start paying these loans as soon as you graduated? I started uh, making contributions to my loan payments even in college, just because. I knew then that I wasn't paying interest, at least on my government loans, while I was in school. So it was important to me to um, get that principal amount down. And it's just something that I didn't want over my head for as long as possible. I know that it's um, a burden um, for me. Just um, I, I just don't want don't want to keep paying towards something that I've already done mm-hmm. a few years ago now. So and. Um, I think especially with growing up, you know, my my parents really encourage this mindset of saving and also just to pay off my debts as soon as possible. Yeah. Well, a common thread in um, in both of your budgets, and, and I believe um, all of the folks who participated in 
the article um, is that a lot of the monthly expenses go to paying rent. Um, Ari, let's start with you. You recently got an apartment in River North with a roommate. What was the apartment search like? And um, and <laughs> I don't know, what was sort of the consideration when, when thinking about rent? Yeah, well, the consideration, it kind of boiled down to where are other people living that, you know, we're friends with. And it is a competitive marketplace. It was... You know, in, in specific areas, my roommate and I wanted to live in River North just because that's where my other friends who graduated from my college wanted to go. And, you know, when there's a big supply of, of college graduates who want a certain area, um, mm-hmm. rent is expensive. And that was something that we definitely had to discuss, you know, what's our tolerance for, for that, you know, rent in our budgets. And so you are um, now you and your roommate are uh, paying two thousand each for your uh, for your rent. Yeah. Um, and then um, and how long has that been going? Has that you know? Do you feel like this has been working well with how you've budgeted things out? Yeah, I mean, you know, my roommate and I definitely had to consider. You know, that's that's a, a steep amount, and we definitely had to take a complete look at our finances and you know, our our incomes and, and see what that kind of tolerance was. And, you know, it's really a, an act of, you know, looking at your resources and your priorities and trying to set yourself up the best way you can. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a steep amount and, but, and it's, it's been working well so far and we're not locked into, you know, a particularly long amount of time. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to keep reevaluating our situations. And how about for you, Annalie? I live um, with a roommate, and I'm very fortunate to, one, live with someone who I really enjoy living with, so it's great to continue this roommate and friendship, and so that's great when it comes to splitting rent, and so one of the big considerations for us is both of us don't have a car, so we were looking somewhere off the red line and easy access to transportation. That was high on our priority list, and both of us, we pay just under 700 a month for rent, um, and it was great because we, we both have similar in incomes, so we both weren't looking in two different income brackets. And I've noticed that Gen Z talks more openly about money and, and are more transparent about their salaries than other generations. What do you attribute to this attitude? Um, and I'll start with you, Anna. I think it's so important to talk about money and to talk about income um, for a multitude of, of, of reasons. One, just being able to hold our employers accountable for what we are making, um, especially when it comes to people who are on the same level as us within our, our, our workspace and talking to others within the same industries to see if what we are getting paid is a fair wage. And then also just trying to figure out what do we do with the money that we are um, receiving as, as, as income and learning how to budget and paying off debts. And I feel that we're all kind of winging it in some ways. So why don't we just wing it together? Yeah. What about for you, Ari? Yeah. I mean, I think a silver lining is sort of the unprecedented nature of inflation that, you know, really not even our parents have experienced in their lifetime. I think couple that with the really incredible access to resources that we have to monitor our finances, Mm -hmm. the budget, the plan, I think it, you know, 
everybody is in this together. You know, no one is really immune from the effects of inflation at our age. And, you know, we have such incredible resources and control over our finances that, you know, we, we are, you know, I feel like we're able to be really independent when it comes to investing, saving, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of being able to open up a Roth IRA at Fidelity just like that. Um, so I think it's it's just, you know, we're all in it together and it's, it's really easy to access some of that information. Yeah, I was I was actually struck by um, how many uh, you know people were thinking of uh, figuring in savings into the budget, and I thought that was that was a great point that um, it seemed that everybody in the article was doing. So that that was good good to see. Uh, so both of you graduated, um, and you're in the workforce. Um, and it, it looks pretty different because of COVID. What has your experience been like networking and, and adapting to remote work? Um, and, and we'll start with you, Ari. Yeah, I think it's really remarkable how resilient my generation has been and how open to meeting, you know, networking, meeting people and being able to have a social network when the primary place of work is is on, you know, in a virtual environment. Mm -hmm. So to be honest, you know, people always say how, you know, challenging it is and how they couldn't imagine it. I think it's been a very seamless transition just because, you know, my generation were used to, you know, we're very quickly able to adapt to sort of new technology and stuff like that. My experience has been really positive in that we've been able to take virtual environments and, you know, take them outside into the real world. And we'll give you the last year, uh, word here, Anna Lee. How about you? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with Ari in, in taking that virtual world and bringing it to the real world space. And what I found is, is particularly helpful is being in a lot of Facebook groups and connecting with other people that way. And for me, with my freelance work, just being able to find um, odd and jobs through just the, the digital space. Um, but personally, I, I haven't felt the remote work too much because a lot of my work has to take place in in person. But just being able to um, be in these very cultivated digital spaces um, is a great privilege um, in this generation and to be able to just network with people who we wouldn't have been able to if we weren't all online already. That's Anna Lee and Ari. Thank you both for joining us and, and good luck. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.